Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to the Lazy Geeks Network. Podcast. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley, the most boringest man in the oh, world. Geez, you fucking dick. <laughs> we were just talking like literally just before we started recording this. Um, in the podcast, if you're not aware, we have like a random section before we get into the news. And I was saying that the random section basically just is a second news st- section nowadays because it's just like, except for the first thing we're going to talk about actually, but it would just have like <laughs> news stories. And I didn't say this was bad. It just like it used to be more personal stuff. And then we start realizing because nothing happens in my life whatsoever. <laughs> I'm I I watch my children. I take them on their crap. Um, I I will clean the house. I go to school. Yay! <laughs> I'm basically playing The Sims. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's all I'm doing That's with no it. expansions <laughs> <laughs> and not as entertaining. Yeah. You know, I made. You know, when I was playing The Sims, I made my Sim, and he looks just like me in the face. But you know, he's fucking cut. Got this. Got that eight pack. <laughs> the eight pack. My wife was like, "My wife was like, why did you make your Sim like that?" And I'm like, "Why would I make my Sim fat?" <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, I know the reality. It's like what was I? What was I watching? Oh, I was watching Fight Club, and it's when uh, when uh, Ed Norton's character realizes that he's also Tyler Durden, and he's like. So you're my alter ego? What, you think I'm real and I make myself out a loser alter ego to feel better? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my fucking, my fucking Sim's a scientist, bitch. It's a shit. So, fuck Bill Nye. <laughs> That's his motto. <laughs> That's right. And I made, I made my wife, and um, she looks like a fucking, like... Salvadorian supermodel, of course, in The Sims, and like when you know how you have to pick the outfit for what they're doing. So every day in sleepwear, right? So they had sleepwear that looked exactly like what she usually wears. I didn't pick that. I picked the one with the thigh highs with the straps and shit, you know. <laughs> and she she saw that and she's like, "That's what I wear to bed." I'm like, "In this universe, you do because I am in control of it." Yeah, why should she care? At least Fucker. it's her. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> 
could be fucking the pizza delivery girl, redhead with pigtails. There you go. But I'm not. <laughs> My other sim is, but that's not me. <laughs> but that's not you, right? That's right. <laughs> oh my god. I've been playing The Sims too much. I know. You need to ease up a little bit. Experience life. <laughs> Hold up. Uh, so, we were talking about something before the podcast, and uh, it was because what the hell were you doing? You were writing something, and then I just came like, does a, does a monk's vow of silence work in the internet age? Oh, because, oh, I was writing something. Um, because I was having an argument on Facebook about how valid consoles are versus just PC gaming, right. which is a, a time-honored uh, argument. And a buddy of mine was on there, and he's like, yeah, people always ask me when they know I can build a computer, like, oh, did you go to school for it? And he's like, he's like, yeah, I took uh, six years at MIT and <laughs> two years abroad. I said, yeah, I tell people that I climb a really high mountain, and I... I spend years with monks that have no <laughs> assignments to learn my skills. And, but, you know, we were we were talking about that. It, it was kind of like a, well, I mean, because there's texting, there's Facebook, there's Instagram, there's all that. So does the vow of silence even mean the same thing anymore? Like, does that count? Like, if you're, you know, hey, the brother's getting busy meditating. Is that, you know, is he violating his vow of silence? Are you checking in on Foursquare? <laughs> Meditate. <laughs> yeah. See, the thing is, I, I don't think those monks have that kind of technology. And why not? That's what I want to know. I can't even get good cell service in the fucking city. You can get good cell service on Mount <laughs> What the Fuck all the way up at the top. Mount What the Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Check it in and mount. What the fuck? This is interesting. AT&T because... put in a new tower. <laughs> it is interesting though. Like, if you really think about how they live, and monks are always extremely happy. I think Aren't life they, is because every time I see a monk, they don't look all that happy. What, what do you want? Sing and dance? Hell yeah! <laughs> dancing monks. Some of them do that with the tambourines and shit. <laughs> Blackface. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I said. <laughs> no, I said that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> now because you know, I mean, you know, when you always see that, you always see them just kind of except unless except the monks, and they, I know they weren't monks, but if you ever saw that uh, tribute to MCA video at like M, uh, MCA's, uh, I guess little tribute in the middle of Central Park, and they had some guys dressed up like Buddhist monks that were break dancing too. One of the Beastie Boys songs. <laughs> I never saw that. Yeah, but, you know, it's one of those where it's like going. So that's how I expect Buddhist monks to be. Like, we're still chill, we're still quiet, we're still meditating, but we're gonna we're gonna break it on down right here <laughs> and show you what's up. <laughs> Skills, bitches. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, um, eh, we're recording this on Monday. Still a little, we are a little over an hour left of Monday. Um, and tomorrow, which will be yesterday, <laughs> uh, when this podcast actually airs, Apple will be, confused. will be announcing their new iPhone. Uh, we know they're going to announce an iPhone. So people are like, oh, are they going to, yeah, they're going to announce an iPhone because it's already been a year since their last one. They need to bring out an iPhone six. And of course the speculation has also been their iWatches, their wearable technology, which to me is like the u- most useless piece of electronics you could have because we did have those before they were called watches you know 
we had watches, we had all that stuff, and you know what the why do we need those eye watches and all that stuff now? I think I think everyone's general idea of wearable tech like that, they love the idea, but then in practice, there's no point. Like it just there's no point. <laughs> like why do you need a watch that connects to your phone? And now your phone's irrelevant. Like your phone is super powerful and now you have this dinky watch you're gonna use so, so you don't have to take it out of your pocket. Right, right, right. It's so stupid. But you know, it's just like I mean I don't I, I it's you know, watches yeah, I know. I mean it's like everybody had watches, they you know, had them on their wrist and stuff like that. Then they got clocks on their Whoa. Uh then you My child's upset. Obviously. And then of course you have people using smartphones and stuff like that, which have clocks, so you have Less, but then you have less of a need for an actual watch, and now oh, let's make wearables, and they can connect them to your phone, and you know all that stuff. It just doesn't. It just seems pointless to me. And it's like Nike hasn't had a good had a good time with them, and I don't know why Apple thinks they will. I think it'll go. It'll probably go the way of you know the Mac, the first Mac. <laughs> It's it's gimmicky. It's just too gimmicky. Samsung it's, has theirs, and it's just I don't know. The thing is, is these companies now are just so used to competing with each other that if one of them comes out with something that isn't all that useful, they still all come out with their own version of it. Oh yeah, and then it makes it look like everybody needs it, and then nobody buys it. Yeah, because it's. I mean, I'm a pretty geeky dude, and even if I had a lot of money, I wouldn't buy one of those watches. It's just no point. Yeah. Well. I see the point of the ones with the, with the, like the simple ones that track your heart rate and stuff for people who are working out. Like I get that, but I don't know. Well, one of the things that always strikes me is that it makes it makes it look like the old Dick Tracy watches. You know, like you'd see in the cartoons. You know, the little yeah, but see, that's that's what draws people in. Is they think they're futuristic now. You know what I mean? But then you buy it and you never put it on because right. it's just – it's stupid. I don't want to charge my fucking fu- – my watch. I charge enough things in my damn life. <laughs> oh, and for the record, my wife is out there with a the child. I don't want anyone to think that my kid's just roaming the house uh, a, screaming. A, a cardboard cutout of your wife is not your wife taking care of the children. <laughs> there's some – there's somebody out there. I don't know. Who, there's – I think – I left the door open. So if she cries, somebody will come in and take care of her. <laughs> I think it's the landlord. I don't know. He's, I told him to rent somewhere in the house. The children are running around. He can take care of it. Um, but uh, I've been reading a lot of reports on the internet over the weekend because, you know, that's all anybody really has time for is to make reports um, mm. about how much Apple needs to do a five-inch iPhone or better because, you know, Samsung's taking a lot of the marketing. Even iPhone people are just – are looking towards other products because they have a bigger a bigger screen. And this is a situation the screen size thing and and they proved it with the iPhone 5 and 5S where they just made it a little taller. Mm-hmm. They need to get their head out of their ass. Yeah. Like it's it's um and this this is this is something that goes back to the Steve Jobs days where he had a very specific and it's funny because because I, I heard him a long time ago, and I can't tell you where it was, but I, he was talking about the size of the screen. And he was talking about how the size of the iPhone is the perfect size and blah, blah, blah. But when you listen to what he's saying, it's all subjective. So he wants a small phone. Like, that's great. 
but <laughs> there's a lot of people that don't. Like, there's a lot of people that, like, I'm looking into getting a fucking fablet phone, motherfucker. I ain't playing around. Right. You know, that's a niche market. But, like, the 5-inch is kind of it's kind of general big. size. Yeah, because you got to really look at it that, like, well, the iPhone first came out. It has the size hasn't changed since its inception, and well, with the five, with the, the five, five generation, yeah, the five got that extra row. Ooh, big fucking deal. Yeah. Uh, but before the five, it hadn't really changed at all. And the problem that you have is that you have a lot of other people that are seeing these screens and looking at them and thinking, "Wow, movies, video, all of that stuff looks better on a big screen." So, and even just simply keyboard functionality. And I, and I think that in order to grab people away from, and like that's, this is me, this is me talking here at this point, is if you're going to try to grab me away from a, an Android, you need to make at least a five or very close to a five. Cause if it's smaller yep. than that, I'm not going, I'm going to, I'm going to end up having to go and look for an Android, maybe even a moto, you know, um, like, at this point, my personal opinion is it, it doesn't matter what cool, awesome innovations that Apple puts into their software. Their software on their phone could be the absolute perfect thing for me in my life. If their screen is that small, it ain't happening. Yeah. This is the way it is. My daughter has a 5C. I can't even use the fucking thing. My thumbprint is the size of half the screen. Yeah. Like, it, <laughs> I can't even type on that stupid thing. Yeah. And, and you, you know, it's... It's just, I mean, it's even when you grab even your old phones and you look and you're like, fuck, I used to be on this this size screen. It's like, the hell, man. But, yeah, in my opinion, they need to do something and they need to, if it's, if if I hear anything less than a, oh, well, it's a 4.5 screen, fuck you, I'm out. They could get away I've been hearing reports. 4.7. Yeah, I've been hearing more of reports of a 4.7, but I don't, you know, and then the second iPhone as a 5.5. Why are they skipping five? I don't get Apple sometimes. They, they have to be different. They have to be. It's like everybody does a five, so we need to so be different. Do... And there's phones that are five point five. I think the um, isn't the Note five point five? I think it's no. a little bigger than that. Yeah, there's some phone with that that's yeah. five point five, but that's that's neither here nor there. If they they could, no one would fault them if they made a five inch. And like a 5.8 or something right. for people who want a larger phone. And make a 4.5 or 4.7 for the people that still want a tiny phone. You know, I don't understand why they're fucking around. I don't know. But we'll find out when this comes around. And, and we may be proven wrong, you know, when this podcast actually airs. 7.6 inch phone. <laughs> we got a 7.6 and a 12.3. They're coming out with an iPhone so big that it comes with wheels, so you can pull that shit around like one of the wheeled backpacks. This Wisp iPhone is so big, you can use it as a monitor for your <laughs> It's a second the iPad. All iPad minis are now cell phones. Yeah. Damn. Well, it basically, yeah, all you have to do is add a speaker, uh, add a receiver, and a SIM I never card. Understood. I never understood, too, because you can, get, you can get minis with SIM cards for data only. Why? You just fucking add voice in there. There would be people that would do it. And there'll be the people you're looking at and like, oh, what the fuck are you doing, dude? <laughs> just my cell phone, motherfucker. I, I, can, I can palm a mini. Try, try doing hands-free with that. <laughs> I can palm it, but it's like my hand's fully stretched out, but I can still do it. And I would, too, in public. What up, man? <laughs> See, what had happened was... <laughs> Is that your phone? Does it look like my toaster, bitch? <laughs> 
Sit your punk ass down. <laughs> uh, sit your five dollar ass down before I make change. <laughs> How are you gonna make any dollars if you don't make any damn sense? <laughs> your punk oh, ass. Cool. <laughs> Why are you all up in the mustard? You can't even catch up. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Um, for those of you that have uh, that. Went to Comic Con 2014. Yes, it's that time of year again. <laughs> if I ain't going, I don't care. <laughs> this is uh, for pre-registration for 2015. If if you were smart and you actually read the notice on the 2014 that said, "Do not throw your badges for 2014 away because you will need them to revalidate or to validate." your uh, eligibility to get a Comic-Con 2015 badge. Uh, right now, all of uh, to validate the badges, you need to do that now before November, which is scheduled to be, I think it was after, it's, it haven't released a date yet, but it's after Halloween before Thanksgiving, so somewhere in those couple of weeks prior, in those couple of week mark. Uh, they're going to be able to do pre-registration, but in order to – before you do that, you have to log into your Comic-Con member ID account, go to your uh, registration info, and validate your your badge, which means you need the number from your badge in order to qualify. If you had a kid that went last year, you need to do the same thing. This is not for general registration. I stress that out because there's always some jackass that goes, I couldn't get even get into that shit. Did you go last year? No. Well, then next time learn to read. <laughs> Oh, that's that's a little that's a little much to expect from the American populace, <laughs> especially especially the Comic Con populace, because you always get those guys, you know, that are like, oh, I tried to validate, but it, I didn't have a Comic Con two thousand fourteen badge. Did you? Well, oh, then then it didn't work exactly. <laughs> so you have until October fifteenth. So you have a little over a month to get to validate your badge. Um, however, if you do plan want to go, be sure you still need to make a Comic-Con member ID. So if you have a buddy who really is interested in going, make sure they go ahead and sign up and um, create a member ID because you will need that for general for uh, general admission. So hopefully this won't get delayed like it did last year, but uh, be sure to do that now and uh, or at least after the podcast. You have until October 15th to do it. So Do it at some point. At some point, yeah. Don't be, don't be at, that guy. At your leisure, <laughs> and don't show up at the last hour, the last day, and get upset if something happens. Yeah. And you couldn't get. Oh yeah, and it's, I think it's it's like nine o'clock Pacific time, so twelve o'clock East Coast time. So, got to be careful with that shit. Time get your shit together. Time change, motherfucker. All right, so time to get into some get into some news. I think we should. All right, so. Here is some news that happened over the weekend of while we have the release date uh, for July 1st, 2015 for Terminator Genesis, which I'm sure sent a lot of grammar Nazis into a tizzy when Genesis was spelled G-E-N-I-S-Y-S. Why do they, they even need to change the spelling of it? Because I, Genesis just means beginning. Yeah. So... I don't. I don't get it. Yeah. I just don't. I don't understand. Yeah. While you didn't ask for Terminator Genesis, they gave you one anyway, and yet they're going to give you two more, two more, Yay. by 2018. 
They announced two more release dates, May 19th, 2017, and the third Terminator movie will open June 29th, 2018. So, of course, the big push for this is because I believe it was 2020 is when James Cameron gets the rights back to the Terminator franchise. Um, And they need to make as much out of it as possible. (laughs) So basically 2020 is when they're going to make a really good Terminator movie? If he even goes back to it. He probably won't. He'll just sit on it. Yeah, he'll just sit and go. Dick. (laughs) It's mine. Well, he's got got Avatar now. You know, what's he going to do? The 18 park, 18 park chronicle that he's doing at Avatar. They're going to send, they're going to send Terminators down to fight the Avatars. Oh yeah. You're going to go, go ahead and fight them. That should be interesting. A screen full of Schwarzeneggers fighting Avatar. That's crazy. Uh, that's, you know what? that's all I got. <laughs> Let's talk about some good sci-fi. Ooh. <laughs> I like the Terminator mythos and the whole canon of it, mm-hmm. but every movie they come out with, they fuck it up. Oh, yeah. I don't know what they're doing. They're just trying too hard. Ugh, anyway. Now in its sixth week in the theaters, Guardians of the Galaxy remains in the number one spot in the box office. IGN reports that sci-fi com- Oh, I'm sorry. IGN reports the sci-fi comedy made an estimated $10.2 million this week with its last week with its uh, total earned domestically sitting at $294.6 million and $586.2 million worldwide. Um, this also happened to be the year's lowest grossing week yet. The only new release was the poorly reviewed The Identical, which took 11th place at $1.9 million. <laughs> according to the <laughs> According to The Hollywood Reporter... Um, the identical quote could suffer could suffer one of the worst openings of all time for a wide release. Essentially, we're trying to tell you that you can sit that one out. Um, <laughs> I guess it's like an Elvis theme. That's I don't what, even that's know. What I don't, like, yes, they don't explain what the identical is about. It looks like it, but you don't know what. Yeah, and, and it's not cool enough to pull that fucking shroud of darkness bullshit. So <laughs> nobody wants to see it. Um, the remaining top ten. Looks about how you would expect it, with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles taking second place at six point five million. And uh, well, let's just go. Let's just do the list. So, one is Guardians of the Galaxy. Two, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, six point five million. Uh, if I Stay, that um, Lovey Dovey movie, mm-hmm. uh, five point eight million. Let's Be Cops at number four, five point four million. The November Man at four point two million, fifth place. Sixth place is As Above, So Below. 3.7. Oh, yeah, that's a horror movie. There has to be a horror movie somewhere. Yeah. Um, when the Game Stands Tall, 7th place at 3.7 million. 8 is The Giver at 3.6 million, which isn't doing as good as everyone thought it was going to. Uh, well, every, well, what they said we were supposed to think it was going to. <laughs> um, 9 is The 100 Foot Journey, uh, 3.2 million. And 10 is Lucy at 1.9 million. Um, but Lucy's getting old. But let's, let's keep in mind, though, that Lucy dominated overseas. It's the highest grossing movie of the summer overseas. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's weird how that works out sometimes. Yeah, because they, like, they were saying that um, – because I, I was reading just before we, we got online was uh, that overseas box office, record number of movie, um, record number of people went to the movies, and Lucy was the big, big attraction to that. However, it was the most dismal summer in U.S. history. 
So, you know, it's kind of like, hmm. And it's true because, you know what? There were a lot of – there were only a few summer blockbusters. And that was the problem. When I saw movies being delayed till 2015, I started yeah. looking at 2014 going, there's not a lot coming out in 2014. Marvel's going to own it, you know. And, you know, now we have to wait. To because see. essentially everyone just keeps going to see Guardians of the Galaxy over and over again. Yeah. Because maybe you muster, th- muster through the Turtles once, maybe twice. I saw the Turtles movie. It wasn't that bad, but it definitely could have been better. Yeah, but is it, is, does it warrant a multiple C? No. Yeah. Guardians? Guardians, if I had the money, I would have seen it a few more times. Yeah. And most people have seen it a few more times. So yes, Most people have more money than me. Thanks for pointing that out, you dick. <laughs> <laughs> While wasn't trying to be in dick mode, was actually say that most people have seen it a few more times, which is why – because most people want to go to the movies and they're, they're just like, oh, well, you know that Marvel movie is doing pretty – now it's getting the people that have waited long enough. They don't want to go to see the movie you know, in its heyday and they're like, oh, yeah, there's that Guardian. Let's go watch that. There's nothing else catching my eye. Well, I know – I'm not going to see that identical crap. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck that is. Um I know a lot of people like to say people aren't going to the movies because of the cost and, and a lot of people are down on on money and stuff. But do you think a theory is warranted that society as a whole is just changing because this kind of content is so readily available? Like I think a lot of people are – a lot of people I talk to, and I know I'm this way too. It's just like I'll just – I'll see it at home because I have a big screen TV or – you know, pe- people that aren't like Steve is the type of person who's very much in love with the theater experience, but not everybody is like that. Right. And here's the thing: people are gonna, you know, you're gonna hear terms piracy. You know, you're gonna. That's not what I'm trying. No, to no, 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 no. This is what I'm, what I'm, what I'm saying is you're gonna hear terms like piracy and things like that. You know, as hurting the box office. I'm gonna tell you singularly this one instance that why the box office hurting. I and in May or April, April, Captain America: Winter Soldier came out in movie theaters. Was the biggest Marvel movie of the year until Guardians. Mm-hmm. It is now September, and the movie is coming out on Blu-ray DVD. That's why they come out too soon. They come out four four to five months after the movie has been released. Before, when it was strictly like VHS, you had to wait a year or you know almost a year to get the movie. Now you get them, and now. On Amazon and some other websites, you could down if you purchased the video um, digitally, you got the movie two weeks ago. But see that that just builds on my point. Yeah, and is that so, people don't mind waiting four months. And that's the thing is that there's so much disposable content out there. I think what people are think are people are seeing now and what people are doing is that they're looking at movies that have to be seen in a theater. For me, a Marvel movie has to be seen in a theater. Um, you know, if you're doing Transformers or, and, and even now Transformers is oversaturated and it's becoming so repetitive. I skipped it this year. I, I I wanted to see it, but it wasn't one of those that are like, man, I don't have to go to the theater to see it. You know, I skipped it, but there are certain movies that you can feel, oh, I'll skip it and I'll just catch it when it comes out to rent it on Redbox or, you know, VOD or Netflix, you know, and, and I think that's the biggest problem that the industry is doing right now is that they're shooting themselves in the foot. And that's why people are not going to. And plus, let's be honest, there's crap out there. And they think that people are going to go simply be like, oh, well, we have nothing else to see. Let's go see this one. You know, it's like, no, 
they're going to look and go, uh, well, actually, Netflix has this one already. Right. Let's just go home and watch Netflix. And that's the thing, too, is the internet with these these reviews, and they all review the movie before it even comes out because they get advanced screening. Like, people are much more selective about what they see. And I don't know how common this way of thinking is, but for me, and it's the exact opposite of Steve, me with the movies, I've always not liked going to the movies. Like, I'll go if it's a movie that I really want to see on the big screen, and most of the time I'll go to IMAX. Like, I really want to see it on the big screen. Right. But the movies in general I don't like because it's too expensive. Like, Howard like the Duck, 3D, IMAX, Adam I'd be Sandler. there twice, I'd be up that joint. Yeah. But, like, it's too expensive for anything in there. Tickets are too expensive. This is just me. Um, I don't like being around a bunch of fucking people I don't know. I don't like people talking through movies and making noise and shit. And get like the whole experience to me is not alluring. <laughs> well, so yeah, and I, I don't know how common that is. You know, it, it, I would have to say there's segments for each of that, and I know pricing at a movie theater is expensive. A lot of people, that's one of the biggest things, and I think that's why nowadays you start seeing people mostly skipping the, the concession stand, or they're just buying the drink. Oh, I got twenty bucks. I'll buy a drink. You know, that kind of thing. But um, what we're also seeing, too, is we're seeing this change in movie theaters. AMC is doing it. Um, a lot of other uh, – uh, Arclight did this for a long time. The reserved seating, the more – you know, AMC, the yeah. one that I have here, and their their recliner seatings. You have buckets – you have uh, paired seats. So, like, you know, it's almost like bucket seats that, are, you know, like you have in your old – you know, an old 50s car. Fucking – drive-through or something yeah where you sit down and if you're with your lady or something like that it's it's designed for two people to sit in um you know it's just it's reclined and there's still room between you there's making it more alluring to come to the theater and i think theaters are doing their part to try to do it but hollywood isn't and i think the movie theaters are the ones left in the lurch because you know all the movie all the all the money you pay to see a movie goes to the studio it doesn't go to the the um to the theater the theater makes their money off the concessions and everything that you buy outside of the ticket yeah. that's where they make their money which is pretty much nothing exactly because when i go to a movie theater i'll go with my kid or something oh can we get no yeah. i'm not fucking spending six dollars for a bag of popcorn and kiss my ass we eat dinner before we go yeah <laughs> exactly but i'm kind of cheap too yeah. but it, and you know there's some and there's for me certain movies you know like if I go see a big summer movie, like when I went to go see Guardians of the Galaxy, I'll splurge because I knew it was like, oh, this is a po- total popcorn movie. I'll get popcorn and a drink and, I, and I'll be set. But there are times where I go to the movie. Oh, let's go hit get lunch beforehand. We go in there and I just go to see the movie, you know. Uh, but yeah, so in, in that aspect, yeah, I have to say, yeah, you're not totally alone in this one. Um, there's a lot of different factors, but I think a lot of it, too, is just simply there's just a lot of crap. And and movie studio and movie studios aren't getting that. They're they're figuring, oh, if we spend for four you know, four hundred and thirty million block, you know, movies, it's like, no, if you just make twelve hundred um one million dollar movies, you probably get a better turnover rate. Yeah. And that's what big I mean, studios don't get. With me too, and I know a lot of people feel this way too, and obviously it's doing very well, but like a movie like If I Stay. Now obviously it has some star power uh with the chicken it, but a movie that's just going to be talking, why am I going to the theater to see it? There's nothing to see on the big screen. Yeah, but... You know what I mean? But unless that's, taking but a date in, or something In which like case, that. I think that's more you. 
You know, I, I, I think most – I go to see them sci-fi movies, action movies. Yeah, and people go to um, movies for different reasons. I'll, yeah, exactly. I'll go see – because for me, sometimes going to see an R-rated comedy is enjoyable because of the fact that other people, if you're hearing them laugh, it gets you really into it and you kind of enjoy it. It's one of the reasons why when I went to see uh, the, the original Hangover movie – Wedding Crashers, it was so much fun because everybody was into it. People are busting up, rolling out of their chairs. So it's like it makes it for a good experience in that aspect. Dramas, you probably can do. I saw a bunch of dramas in the theater, you know, during the holiday season last year. And, you know, a lot of those movies I liked, I enjoyed. And now I, I have a few of them in my, you know, in my repertoire. Because sometimes, you know, but I like you know, difference between you and me, I practically the only way I got to see a lot of these was in the theater. You know, I had to wait a while before the VHS would come out and you could rent them at Warehouse. Or... We're talking about difference. How else was I going to see them? Well, yeah, but you also had. Oh, you mean the... because you're a little older? Yeah, and I'm. T- and... But it was the same way, but I was poor as shit. Like, I only. We barely went to the movie theaters when I was younger because it was too expensive. Yeah. And we would, we would go to the Dollar Theater sometimes, but most of the time we were going to the Dollar Theater and then I would get a VHS tape when it was on sale. Yeah. Or DVD or whatever, right? You know, so I, I mean, yeah. Now I will agree with you though, because it, the the slight generation gap that we have, I I had more of an opportunity to see things different ways, but right. I just didn't because that's just how my family was. But yeah. um, I just I think I'm just a bitter old man about it. Like like I'm listening you say, oh, the experience, everybody laughing. I don't like that because some people laugh too fucking long and then I miss something that happened on the – like I just like quiet. I, I, I'm also I, the type of person that when I watch a comedy movie, I don't laugh. Mm. I never laugh when I watch a movie. It's rare. I just sit there and watch it and I go, that, that shit was fucking funny. But I don't laugh watching <laughs> it. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, and in that aspect, yeah, I would say that's more you than anything else. Basically, I'm the shit. Is what we're trying to get to. What we're trying to get at is that you don't want to go to the movies with Adam because he's pretty much just a wet rag. He'll bitch about everything. He'll complain about everything, you know. No, I don't talk to him in the movies unless it's, like, important. <laughs> Yo, check out that girl, though. <laughs> <laughs> that girl in the front row, though. <laughs> I'm going to throw popcorn get right on his shirt. Oh, when we went to go see Star Trek. Look at that Zoe Zaldana chick. There you I think every time she hit the screen, I was like, Zoe Zaldana's on the screen. I know. <laughs> get it. We get this. All right. It's time we move on. Let's go in. No, fuck that. Movie theaters <laughs> move. <laughs> uh, in uh, gaming news, so fans of the Arkham games were more than excited to think that they would be able to play the new Rocksteady game, Bar- Batman Arkham Knight, and put it on their holiday shopping list this year. Well... Back in June, they broke the hearts of fans with the announcement that they would be delaying the game until sometime in 2015. Well, via Twitter, Rocksteady announced that Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment has selected as June 2nd, 2015 as the release date for the game. The game is available for pre-order on Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and the PC. There is no clue yet as to when or if they will release the game on the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 consoles. However, it's pretty clear that they will, like the other com- like other companies, and they'll most likely send those... Um, ports off to other companies. So all of you Batman fans can mark your calendar with the date and begin the countdown now. You may want to be careful who you pre-order with as different retailers have different offers. GameStop is including the uh, Red Hood Story Pack as well as PlayStation's exclusive The Scarecrow Nightmare Pack. And also I think if you order through 
uh, Warner Brothers Interactive, you can actually get the code to play as Harley Quinn. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, Harley Quinn is hot. <laughs> I don't know. She looks she looks weird in this new game coming up, though. Like she looks, I don't know. She just looks different. Mm. They're always changing how she looks. Yeah, I think that's sexist. <laughs> if you notice, if you notice, all the male characters they look exactly the same. All the female characters have to have costume changes. Not every woman has to look different every time you see her. No, that's not true. Batman's costume always changes each game. Only, but it only gets functionally better. <laughs> he's not changing the color scheme to match his eyes. Well, unless he's sad Batman, which looks more gray than it. <laughs> that's eighties Batman suit anyway. <laughs> oh, sad Batman. Sad Batman, no. <laughs> Best ever. <laughs> anyway, this is funny. Is it? Um, it is. <laughs> there have been many clever ways of getting people to stop pirating PC games over the years. It never deters those that want to do it in ways around what developers block or overcome in mere minutes. But there have still been attempts. Developer Maxis um, has implemented an interesting tactic with The Sims 4 that may cause a few a few that choose to steal the game some confusion. If you're unfamiliar with The Sims, when a character in the game does something that involves taking off their clothes, like a, take a shower or whatever, um, pixelation uh-huh. is... <laughs> yeah. Uh, pixelation is used to cover up that Sim's private areas. Um, after the Sim puts his or her clothes back on, the pixelation goes away, and the game continues. Um, if, pir- if pirated versions of the sim in pirated versions of the sims 4 however the pixelation doesn't go away and gets much worse spreading across the entire screen over time this renders the game pretty much unplayable or at least not a pleasant experience so i got a screenshot the whole screen and it spreads like a virus and then the whole screen's pixelated except for the interface like the hud oh that's really? perfectly clear of course <laughs> um that's funny. there is a de- there's a debate now over whether this was a good idea or not people claim that the pirating community will overcome the pixelation issue quickly, and they will, which makes this, I think they already have, uh, which makes this attempt silly. The complaints have gone as far as to claim that Maxis and EA are proving they hate the community um, by doing something like this. So let's not address the last bit due to its ridiculousness. Even if this is a fruitless attempt, it's theirs to make. I'm sure Maxis is a, se- is a seasoned enough game developer to know this won't work for long, but it will work long enough to be interesting. Now you'll see countless people on the game game's official forums complaining about the, quote, pixelation bug, and those that know better making fun of them. Truth be told, if you didn't pay for the game like everyone else, you have no room to complain. Just wait a few months, the game will be 20 bucks like the rest of them. Um, this is the thing, and I'm not trying to get on a high horse about not pirating and all that bullshit, but if they do something silly like this, you can't be upset. You didn't pay for the fucking game. Dude, and there's already, okay. I've already, I know, there's already <laughs> been people that, um, that have complained. Like, they've been like, oh, this is fucking stupid. And it's always the same reason. It's always the same reason. I fucking, um, I bootleg, shut up. I boot, I bootleg games so I can try them. And then I go buy them. Oh, like, fuck you. Fuck. Nobody does that. No. You're going to bootleg a game. It works perfectly fine. And now you're going to go spend $60? No, dude. That's not what you're doing. No. So, no, I, and it's, you it's know, just stupid to me. The idea of saying that they hate the community. Yes, they hate that community. <laughs> they hate the pirating community. Yeah, because you don't buy anything 
it's, you know what this is though. But though? see, here's the thing. Here's the trick though. Uh, with with what you just with you were saying about them, not every single person is going to overcome that glitch. They're gonna go, ah, oh, fuck that, and oh, some of them will probably stop playing. You know, then there's going to be those persistent ones that are going to be like, okay, challenge accepted. Let's try, you know, try to beat that one. or look for the one that says, oh, we beat the bug. You know. Yeah. Uh, well, here's this. Here's the situation, though. They don't. They didn't put this in there to fight piracy. They put this in there as free publicity. Yeah. That's all it is. It gets people talking about the game. Not that a Sims game needs any more publicity, but people are going to go, oh, that's fucking funny, and then they're going to go. Oh well, what's this game all about? You know what I mean? Like, they're just taking a negative and using it to their advantage. Yeah, and at the same time, just be the annoyance because the problem having is, some fun. <laughs> yeah, because see, the, here's the problem: is that the 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 community that makes the most noise is the ones that's not paying a damn cent for it. Yep. I'm not gonna like if I'm pirating a game and they put in some you know shit that makes it <laughs> impossible for me to play. Yeah, I'm going to be like, ah, oh, you assholes. But it's not going to be like, fuck you, I have every right to play that game for free when you offer it to pay for money. Wait, was how does my logic sound now? You know, it's 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 a stupid concept. It's basically saying that, you know, it's like Dine and Dash. I have every right to eat the food and leave without paying. It's like, no, you don't. They're offering a service or content that deserves to be paid for. If you don't pay for it and they do something to fuck that up for you, you have no right to bitch about it. Yeah. Now, if that was happening for people that actually paid, that's a problem. <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be funny if somebody <laughs> unleashed a version of it and does that exact thing for the paid players? <laughs> I actually um, – I, I went to a torrent site and searched The Sims 4 to see if they overcame it. And, like, it seems like they have, but you have to – you have to run what you have to be careful no you have to run origin through a fake account it's like you have to jump through so many fucking hoops this is stupid and at what point is is that more than just actually paying the money you know what it's like i'm gonna make a fake account through a prince in nigeria and then double back with the server through the um, through russia in order to get an uh, IP account <laughs> in Belgium, and it has to be Belgium, <laughs> right? I used to—I mean, I'll be honest—I used to bootleg games. Everybody did at some point. It was—it it got to the point where there's so many free games to play. Yeah, it's like what's and like it was such a pain in the ass to bootleg games. Like, it's not a pain in the ass, but you can't do multiplayer on pretty much all of them. So if you're bootlegging like a game like Sims 4, there's a lot of multiplayer aspects to it. You know, that's just not going to be there. Like, the game itself, I don't think it's multiplayer, but right. there's a lot of, like, talking to your friends and all that silly shit. Right, right, right. Achievements aren't there. And eventually, it just gets annoying, and you just buy the game anyway. Yeah. Like, it's like boot- or it's like boot- don't get fucked. It's like bootlegging porn. You don't need to. There's so much free content out there. It's like you don't. You know what's funny? And there was a report on this that the most tracked torrents are porn. Like the ones that they're watching, and they they'll they'll cry to your um, service provider mm. is porn. <laughs> it's, it's like there's so much there's so many free torrent sites. Why do you need it? Yeah. Eh. Or just you know, yeah. tr- just get a girl dr- drunk and she'll take her clothes off. Yeah. Or just put a cam in her room. You know, there you go. Uh, anyway. <laughs> 
<laughs> the Lazy Geeks does not condone or support this type of activity. The expression, the expression, <laughs> but the the expressions on this podcast do not reflect their actual opinions. It doesn't. It doesn't hold as much weight. Like you say that when I say stupid shit, but when you said it and then you say the disclaimer, it doesn't hold as much weight. <laughs> it's like you hypocrite. Exactly. <laughs> um, moving on into comic news uh, all of you Gail Simone fans out there should be more than excited to hear that she is doing another ongoing comic for DC this fall earlier this month it was announced that she would be the writer for the relaunch of the Secret Six for the new 52 the new comic series which will launch in December has launched a tease that the new series will be the mystery that quote all DC readers will want to know the new comic will focus on villains turned antiheroes that uh, do primarily good deeds. This is Simone's only existing DC work after her turn as the writer for Batgirl came to an end earlier this summer. The new series will focus on Catman, a reimagined character in the new universe, and Black Alice, which uh, Simone created during her Birds of Prey run. The comic is set to open with six characters, are, where six characters are trapped in a room and unsure how they got there. While the remaining characters are not well-defined, the cover shows Talion uh, from Batman's Court of the Owl mythology, but the character would be Tri uh, Strix, who Simone created in her Batgirl tie-in. Simone claims that the new book will have the same black humor and edginess that the last-gen title had. The previous style was proclaimed to be the main reason the comic developed such a loyal following. You'll be able to check this title out in retailers in December. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> She writes. She writes some pretty good books. She does. She does. For a gay. Okay. For a gay. Wow. <laughs> Just wow. The opinions expressed in this podcast. <laughs> so bad. All right. Stop fucking around. We're talking about something serious. The first issue <laughs> of Face Value Comics has sold out on store shelves. Uh, the comic is the first of its kind to feature a hero, Michael, with autism, giving those with autism someone to relate to. Uh, Dave Cott, comic book creator and psychologist, decided to create face value comics to give those with autism someone to look up to in comics. Our, our, yeah. One characteristic <laughs> of autism is not being able to easily make eye contact with other others, for example. Um, NBC writes, quote, That's why Cott and illustrator Sky Owens made sure Michael and the other comic book characters are drawn with vivid facial expressions in order to provide a kind of playbook for those who struggle with social cues. Um, Cott hopes that his comic will help those with autism understand others in the world a bit better. Um, quote, because some kids with autism may lack sufficient eye contact, they miss subtle cues growing up in life, Cott said. This is an opportunity for kids to have a hero like themselves. The intent is to showcase different facial expressions displaying a wide range of emotions and social cues. This way the reader will be able to recognize and interpret this visual information that may have missed they may have missed while growing up. More quotes. When he was sad, who comforted him and how? Or why or why were they sad? How did other people respond? Can I do that too with my friends? Cotton explained. And those small steps that a lot of us take for granted are very basic social building blocks. One of Michael's greatest powers is ability is ugh, and abilities is his own understanding of his emotions. Um, 
so I'm I'm all for it. I always like when when they they'll have like a a certain group of people and they try to give them a hero. Like I, I will admit, when I first read the story, I was like, whatever. Like I just, I didn't. I thought it was cool, but I just didn't get what it was supposed to do. And then I kind of realized I didn't know much about autism, so I actually looked it up. And it's 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 interesting because like if you really think about it, if you never look anybody in the face your entire life, mm. you're gonna kind of be. You're going to come off as a dick because you're not really going to notice that their their emotions are changing right. while you're talking to them and stuff like that. And you, and you do notice that, like, well, portrayed on TV and stuff. If someone has autism, they, they end up seeming like an asshole, you know, because they interrupt you or they, you know, if you say something that offended them, they don't notice that they offended the person. So they right. just keep on offending them. Um, so what's cool, I mean, we'll see. I haven't read the book obviously, because it's sold out, and I didn't see it anywhere. Um, but it's cool. We'll see how far it goes. Yeah. All right. Moving on into technology news. Uh, it is unfortunate when companies get so much momentum and shareholders that it begins to throw its weight around. Twitter, which used to be friendly for with third-party developers, has changed its tune over the last few years, especially since they went public. Many of these companies were either forced to drop their business to, or change their business model to change customers <laughs> to charge customers uh with that being said the latest casualty in this pissing contest is twitpic uh many of you probably remember that service in the early days of twitter the app itself did not support picture sharing so they were forced to use a third-party service however in the last couple of years twitter enabled the app to share pictures so uh, they even used their own, uh, used to offer you a preview of instagram and that has gone bye bye too um, it was announced this week that uh, TwitPick is closing up shop on September 25th, but no, uh, but not by anything it has done. It was forced by to by Twitter. Quote: Twitter contacted our legal uh, our legal demanding that we abandon our trademark application or lose access to their IP. TwitPick's Noah Everett wrote in a blog post. Uh, Everett went on to say that. Quote, since TwitPick has been around since early 2008, our trademark application has been in the USPTO since 2009. TwitPick does not have the resources to fight Twitter. Uh, unfortunately, it is the sign of the times as the Facebooks and Twitters of the, of the internet gain more power and the smaller guys are being forced to do their bidding, mostly due to the fact that they do not have the monetary resources that these bigger companies do with the enabling of Twitter's picture sharing feature. It was only a matter of time before TwitPick went away, but force like this is never good for anyone. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it just, I hate when um, websites like start tightening up their belt like that. Like yeah. you, you're just screwing your community. Like, they're still accessing your site. Yeah. You know, it's it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and it's always just kind of like, why are, you know, you don't need to do that. Come on. It's like, they're not really hurting you, to be honest. If they're still, if they're using TwitPic to put their pictures, yeah, you want to, you know, maybe you're trying to do a Facebook and using all the images that they, that they provide for your advertising, you know, or however you want. But it's just kind of, it's just shitty that way. TwitPic was the one that you could, you could look up someone on Twitter and it would show you only the pictures they posted, wasn't it? I think so. That was cool for like models and shit. Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't you don't care that they can speak. You just want right. to see what they look like. Exactly. 
there's this model a suicide with suicide girls oh yeah, yeah and she's yeah. super cute right mm-hmm. so every once in a while i'll be like i follow her on facebook let's check out the pics but she's always putting like these political things and it's for like different countries like one of those chicks probably right. lives in la <laughs> and freaking um i just don't care yeah. and i don't feel it's sexist it's just you ha- you're this has nothing to do with the reason people like you yeah and you should know that because you're a model right 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 like, if I wanted a, you know, political opinions, I wouldn't ask Cindy Crawford. Right, right, right. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I sound like a dick, but whatever. And you are, so it doesn't really I matter. Always sound yeah, like exactly. You don't always sound like that. All right. This is funny. <laughs> when Amazon's Fire Phone dropped, there were a lot of questions as to why. That's the end of the sentence, by the way. Like, why does it exist? <laughs> um Seeing success with tablets, Amazon released a phone with mid-range hardware with a few software tricks, but nothing more. The biggest question about the phone revolved around the asking price, $200 on contract or $650 without. This is pretty, this is a, I know, this is a pretty steep price for a phone with this kind of hardware. It seems that won't be an issue. $200 on contract. Yeah. Dude, you can get... Almost any phone for two hundred on contract. Yeah, and that's AT and T. AT and T's on contract prices usually are pretty cheap, and they have like a million phones. That's like AT and T's thing. Yeah. <laughs> they have like every phone. Um, Amazon has dropped the price of the Fire Phone to ninety nine cents on a two year AT and T contract, uh, as well as four forty nine without a contract. Um, you will still get the free year of Amazon Prime as well as in as well as unlimited cloud storage too. Um, we can assume Amazon hasn't dropped the price out of the goodness of their hats, though. Only six weeks after launch, a price drop like this shows the sales are extremely weak. No official numbers have been released yet, but it's safe to say Amazon shot themselves in the foot when they released this phone in such a high price point. It's like the Facebook phone all over again. Um, it's... And it kind of... Well, what did you say? It's a shopping phone. And that's really what it is. It's, It's a phone... Everything about it is to aid you in shopping, and it, it feels like you're carrying around a fucking a bulletin board. Yeah, and like a billboard. I mean, exactly. And I think, and, and I mentioned this before the podcast was: is uh, if this phone had come out five years ago, it would have been a totally different experience. People would have jumped on it. Problem is, is you're using technology subpar technology for a phone for the price of a phone that is you could get. That's the price. Of the S4 right now, or the S, what are we on? S4, S5, S5, uh, the S5 right now, on contract. I don't even know how much. I actually, actually, no, I take that back because I think it's 150 for an S5 right now on contract. How much is the note, the new note on contract? Let's let's look at this because this is this is the situation. You have the the new note, and I'm not saying that the new note's the greatest phone in the world, but. The amount of things you can get done with the Note versus the the Fire Phone or whatever right. is isn't even it's not even comparable. Like it's silly yeah. to even think. Where what are we on the Note three? Yeah, thought, we're on the Note. Are we? I thought the four. No, the four is coming soon. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Let's go away. I don't want to chat with fucking AT and T. Jesus Christ, <laughs> killing me with this shit. I want to see this real quick. All phones, smartphones. Fucking AT&T's website is very busy. Yeah. A MySpace page, for Christ's sake. <laughs> Samsung Galaxy S5 Active 
and the Samsung Galaxy 5 normal one is 200 on contract. Or they're 27 50 a month new shit that they're doing. Um, we're talking about a phone that greatly <laughs> surpasses the fire in both hardware and software capability. Right. There's It's irrelevant to buy the fire phone is irrelevant. Yeah. There's no point to it. I just don't... Oh, fuck it. I've said this like eight times today. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get what... The market right now is so oversaturated with bullshit. It's it's like only idiots buy this shit. Yeah, and it's and it's really gimmicky. And I mean, why else would you have a five year old kid doing the commercials for the <laughs> the Amazon phone? Because that's and the who most would pretentious buy little fuck you could possibly make. I hate those commercials. A little hipster, like, little hipster bastard. You know, don't make a little hipster kid seem like he's better than everybody in the room. Because then you want to murder a child. Because at that point, yeah, he's a hipster kid. He thinks he knows everything, but he's using an Amazon phone, and he's like nine. That, should, Wait a that minute. should tell you everything. That's perfect then. He thinks he knows everything. He's a pretentious little fuck. But he's young and he doesn't know shit. That's the market <laughs> that buys the Fire Phone, yep. ladies and gentlemen. We've solved People it here. Don't know shit. You're welcome. <laughs> They've been telling – it's like an Illuminati puzzle. They've been exactly. telling you from the beginning. Right. Closing that article. Jesus. There you go. All right. Well, many times people, companies, or someone does something that's straight up bitch. This is a section of the podcast called This Week's This Bitch. Now, this bitch, it's – let me get into this, and it's Apple. But it's not for what most people think. Okay, yeah, we had the we had the iCloud hack. Um, I loved uh, Conan O'Brien's tweet to, uh, uh, statement today where he's like, yeah, he goes. It rained in Los Angeles today, and Apple's released an announcement saying even clouds, even clouds, every cloud leaks information. Um, every cloud leaks. I think is what he said. <laughs> if, if cloud storage leaks, this is just mean it's raining. Exactly right. Eh. Uh, but my thing is, is that Apple's explanation for the hack. Now, Apple has gone on uh, has gone on record of saying that it wasn't a breach of the iCloud. And it it was a brunt force attack against selected targets. Now let's keep in mind they're saying it wasn't an iCloud hack, which means and if you you have to look at the language, iCloud hack meaning iCloud itself was not breached, but selected targets were done by a brute force hack. Thus, so- thus indicating. To, by Apple's conclusion, this wasn't our fault. This did not happen because of something we did. So instead of going through the door, they went through the window? Exactly. I, I'm yeah. confused. So what basically they're saying, and this is why they're the, the this bitch of the, of the week, is because they are doing a sleight of hand. They're saying, oh, see, it was a brute force attack against selected email addresses. Um, so it wasn't a attack against iCloud to, per se. So we're in the clear. No, Apple is responsible for this because, one, they should not have been able to do a brute force attack against anyone's email address. Simply for the reason being is because a, an account should have been locked out when you have multiple tries. There should not have been an infinity, infinity try on here. There's no cheat code that gives you 99 Marios to play in this code in this in this universe. Google does it. Microsoft does it. Everyone does it. Except Shit, if Microsoft does it. Yeah, I know. If Microsoft does it, that, you know. <laughs> but Apple didn't do that. They patched it quietly. They patched the hole 
but still they don't tell you how many times you get and that's the problem is that apple has and and, and in my opinion they've always kind of they seem to have rested on their laurels they've gone ahead and said hey Nobody, nobody hack. Nobody puts malware in our computers. Nobody hacks our computers. We're we're great with security. No, it's because nobody gave a shit enough about your stuff until you came out with the iPhone, and then people started using Macs. And guess what happened? You had problems with malware. You had problems with updates. Remember those a couple of years ago? And it took you guys forever to fix them. And everybody that had a PC was laughing because, oh yeah, I had that problem back in 1998. You know, and yeah, that's the funny thing is now that malware is becoming an issue at Max, it's that simple shit. Yeah, and it's like, oh yeah, yeah, you just have to do this, that, and the other thing. And malware for PCs are getting more and more elaborate. It, they're doing it to where it's actually preventing you from using the internet to download any kind of antivirus or any type of removal tool. Makes it really hard. Apple seems to try to do this. We're renouncing an iPhone next week. This is the last thing we need on our on our record of people saying, well, why don't you guys make – and it comes down to why don't you make um, SD card ports? Well, we have the iCloud, and you can just put everything on the cloud, and everything's okay. Oh, shit, they hacked the iCloud. Well, it wasn't against – it wasn't a, a hack against iCloud. It was just hack against them. No, that's still a hack against the iCloud. And the fact that you guys don't take that extra step, Google does this from time to time, is they take that extra step of, hey, are you sure you really want, don't you want to do the two-person various, you know, verification process? They even give you Im- um, diagrams and, you know, and visual aids to illustrate yeah. it. Apple hides it. They bug the shit out of you yeah. if you're not using it. Exactly. I remember, and even Blizzard used to do that with their um, authenticators. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they would be up your ass if you weren't using it. And then if you said, oh, my account was hacked, the first question, do you use an authenticator? No. Well, too bad. Yeah. Uh, sucks to be you. Yeah. But that's the problem. And, and that's my thing is Apple is doing this sleight of hand of saying, oh, no, 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 it wasn't us. You know, there was an attack against us. It was that. And the media and everybody's buying it. They're buying it, but what you're you're failing to understand is that it was a brute force attack against their accounts through the iCloud. Yeah, yep. so it wasn't a massive breach like you have with you know banks and stuff like that. It's still important. Now they've just added another layer of protection of or not another layer of protection, just another layer of bullshit because of the fact that it's already been this way with other with other um, companies is that now if someone tries to access your account through a web browser we will notify you with an email and you know what google suspended my account before because it had it had a weird login information from a weird location google doesn't fuck around no and and you know windows does the same thing you have if you have the windows mobile the uh what's that app called uh microsoft authorization app on there a little key yeah and it comes and it I have it downloaded on my phone, so anybody and and the thing is, is because Adam and I share information regard, with our Microsoft accounts. So sometimes I just kind of want to stay, and it's like if anybody logs into my my account at any point, it sends me a key saying this, you know, access is being trying to granted. Do you want to accept it or deny it? So it gives me permission of like, well, I'm not in it, so deny. You know what's funny, and and I'm I'm gonna go on record and say this. I think I think Microsoft is moving in the right direction when it comes to all this cloud shit. If you really see the track record, 
And and then apart from that, apart from the whole redirection thing, Apple's kind of being a shithead too because they're essentially telling everybody, well, you're not important enough for anyone to want your shit. Right, right. So you're safe. You're not safe because it's secure. You're safe because no one gives a fuck about you. Exactly. You know, and, and it's – I'm not Jennifer Lawrence, so I shouldn't have to worry. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, and, and, you know, so that's really Apple's deal. Apple should take that extra step. Um because they are providing a service for anyone. It doesn't matter if you're famous or not. They're they're protecting your shit. So they should take that extra step of saying, okay. But at the same time, it is people's – it is the user's responsibility to know their shit. Yeah. It, if you take that extra step of saying – and Apple's even uh, – you know, uh, security – some security firm actually said that if, the pe- if those people had used their two-step verification, none of them – they wouldn't have been hacked. But. And you would think someone who was at a greater risk of being hacked would get on the ball. Or at least they'd have someone in their camp that would tell them yeah. to secure their shit. No, but they're too interested in taking selfies or whatever, you know, or dealing with their, like, oh, look at me, I'm at the red carpet, here's a picture, ah. And believe me, we're not saying that that's, it's justifiable to steal someone's shit no, because absolutely it's easy not. to steal. Yeah. But it's just, if I was famous... There's a, if I was some famous chick, I wouldn't even take pictures of myself naked. <laughs> Much less put them on a put them on a phone. But then also, you can also you can prevent what pictures get uploaded onto your iCloud. Just because it's easy doesn't mean you yeah. should do it. I used to do that all the time at work. Yeah, you can turn everything. You can turn it off. You can. It's actually pretty intuitive yeah. if you bother. And almost every single person when I brought it up, oh, I've never, I've never messed with it. Yeah, it's because you don't mess with the settings because they don't know what it is. And Apple never takes that extra step to tell people what you, if how you want to do this, do this. You ha- you should- yeah, I remember when I had a, a Windows phone, um, everything gets auto-saved. Google does this too, yeah. but everything gets auto-uploaded to um, one, one, ugh, OneDrive, yeah. um, which I liked because it backs up my stuff. It's just pictures, it's random pictures, whatever. But um, it tells you like twice what it exactly what it's going to do yeah and if you're okay with it and google does the same thing yeah and i turn mine off why because i have an sd card i save my pictures on an sd card if i want to retrieve them i will go to my sd card i've had sd cards fail so i just you know it doesn't matter i just it it's cool right but it's a cool feature you know it's not necessary yeah. but for but if, if i'm taking family pictures i don't want to lose yeah them. and if <laughs> yeah and if and you can select which pictures you want to put on there but it should not be it should not be the responsibility of websites like ours to go ahead and tell you how to do it yeah it should be the manufacturers the developers that do this to say this is how you save shit and you don't want it to save here here you should do this too but especially nowadays yeah they should be making that front page shit exactly like, Here's make make a security. This is how everything security wise works. Now, will most people read it? No. no. But that's not your fucking problem. Right. You know, that's not the company's problem that you're not gonna read it. Yeah. If you have it completely in clean English, it's right there for everyone to read, you know, and then when someone says, Oh my fucking you know, they got my iPhone pictures, then you can you can pull a fucking uh pull a blizzard and be like, Did you read that page? Yeah, exactly. No too fucking bad then exactly you're less you're not liable for anything apart from apple coming to your house and setting up your phone for you right there's nothing more than they can I'll do just go to the geniuses at the apple they'll store. actually do that too you go to the genius store or even if you buy your phone at best buy they'll set it up for you yeah. but people don't care they just don't care they just want the phone and start taking pictures and shit yeah yeah all right so 
moving on to uh, run a little long, so we're going to jump right into these site comments here that we actually were going to give last week, but we ran extra long because Adam wouldn't shut up. So I'm always extra long, motherfucker. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, where'd I go, Vertigo? <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the site comments, uh, Frank, who expressed his opinion on an article that I said about Xbox Live suffering an outage over the weekend, the same weekend that PSN had their uh, DDoS attack. Now, you and I talked about this so much, I feel like we already brought it up. I know, right? But we haven't. So uh, <laughs> I know, but no, you're wrong, so shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, quote, over the weekend, Xbox One and Xbox 360 users were suffering from inability to sign in to their accounts, unquote. Were we? Funny. I was gaming all weekend with a bunch of my friends who live in other states, by the way, on Xbox Live. Xbox Live never went down. Dun, dun, dun. Well, you know what? You and your buddies live in a different plane of existence. Like it's it, it because <sighs> because it didn't happen to you, that means the, the story's bullshit. And we didn't you know, pull this out of our ass. Right. Microsoft themselves apologized for the interruption. They're not just gonna do that for nothing. Right. It's called yeah, And no. there were countless people. I looked that up when you first showed me this comment, I looked into it. There were so many people on message boards and shit complaining about their system went down that couldn't get online. Yet another problem with Microsoft. There's a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, you always hear that. Another problem with Microsoft. That's key right there. (laughs) Yeah, that's when you know somebody just needs to get out the fucking house every once in a while. This is is obviously a Microsoft fanboy who did this because either one, he's either living in denial or quote-unquote all weekend means a few hours here and there. Yeah, because it was an outage, but it it uh, from what I was looking into it, it, it was sporadic. It was really sporadic. The system wasn't stable. Microsoft outages are always like that. Yeah. They're they're always they, so when Sony goes down, Sony goes down because if it's sporadic, Sony takes it down. Right. But Microsoft never takes it down unless it forcefully gets <laughs> taken down. But you know, for for Frank, you and your buddies, um, because you and your buddies say that this didn't happen, we're going to believe you because. You guys are the exception to the rule. Yeah, fuck Microsoft. They don't know shit about their own product. Exactly. They don't know what they're talking about. Oh, we our system went down. No, you didn't. Me and my buddies played all weekend, so fuck you. You're lying. Oh, you know what? You're right. Because you and your quote-unquote bunch of friends, let's, let's be honest, you probably had two buddies, if that. And one who all live in different states, by the way. Yeah, and who and so they're not really friends, dude. Hate to break it to you. And also, let's just let's just be honest. One's probably imaginary. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say. Now you're just being yeah, an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> and we live in different states. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, of course, we don't only play Call of Duty together. I know, um, I know. Yeah, and you never state what game you were playing. So it's Call of it's Call of Duty. Yeah. It's there's no other game that would be played that amount of time with this level of dumb <laughs> attached to it. No offense to Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. No offense yeah. to Call of Duty or Activision or anybody else, you know, except for Frank. Um, so <laughs> and his buddy and his difference and his buddies a different state. I want names. I want IP addresses. <laughs> <laughs> what states are they in? <laughs> the state of denial. The state of he delusion. Had, he, had, he had three other friends, and they were all sitting at the four corner spot in northern Arizona, <laughs> right next to each other. <laughs> Oh, house thing. And, yeah. and they actually weren't on Xbox Live. They're actually playing on, D- on a DS. Oh, I don't even. 
it just it, we're we're poking fun, but it's just people really need to read things before they hit send. Yeah. Like it when you read it, it sounds dumb. Like you are not the poster child of the Xbox community. <laughs> I don't care how many friends you think you have. <laughs> There's millions of people that are playing the on Xbox Live. If a large chunk of them are having problems, then there's a problem. Exactly. If it did happen to you, that is what's considered lucky. Yeah, there's been times where, oh, um, when I had a PS3, oh, the uh, Sony Network went down on Saturday, blah, 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 and I had played Saturday, I'd be like, oh, I was lucky. It didn't happen to me. And that's the end of it. Shit, there's times where Adam goes, hey, I can't get onto the website. What's going on? Um, I got on just fine. Oh, Oh, there it goes. Okay. You know, it's like... Yeah. It shit happens to different people at different times, you know. Uh, anyway, to moving on to Peter, whose comment on Joe Casada drawing the death of Wolverine variant cover, very in depth comment. We like these comments; they're very, mm-hmm. very riveting. They're riveting. Riveting. They're very detail orientated. Uh, great cover. Thanks, Peter. That was uh, that that. Helped. You've changed my fucking life. Exactly. You know, it's like found God. No, I found Peter. That's right. Peter's comment, great cover. <laughs> <laughs> Although, as we make fun of him, he isn't lying because it is a nice cover. <laughs> yeah, uh, that makes sense. You know, it was a, it is a great cover. And you know, maybe that that calls to maybe we need to, and maybe there's a deeper meaning behind this comment. We need to uncomplicate our lives and just get straight to the point. <laughs> it's a nice cover. That's all you really have to say. Yeah. Great cover. Great cover. You know, yeah. you don't have to go in anything. I like my hats off to Peter. The, the lines. Remind me more of a Picasso-esque type of... <laughs> it's reminiscent of postmodern fuck, whatever the fuck they call it. Postmodern whatever the fuck they call it. Uh, <laughs> That's a comment right there. That's right. Uh, all right. Before we head out, we want to remind you to comment on this podcast wherever you get the show. iTunes, the website, or Libsyn. We're even on Stitcher now. So let us know how we're doing because we can see if you're full of shit or you actually have a point. Uh, we have a bunch of social media too. We're on Facebook, Google+, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. So we have uh, so go to the website, lazygeeks.com. You can find the links to all our social media havens. That is it for another edition of the Lazy Geeks podcast. Remember, we're thinking so you don't have to. So um, <laughs> I almost jumped the gun there. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. Uh, so until next time, <gasps> a peace out. <laughs> This has been a production of the Lazy Geeks Network, available only at thelazygeeks.com.